0: Morning, everybody. Grab your Bibles. We're in a series called Reset. We got sweatshirts, swag showing up all over town. We were at the beach yesterday, went for a long walk on the beach, saw a lot of friends, saw some Reset shirts. You can go to the mall and see the Reset shirt. You can go to the grocery store. Probably best if you're not buying booze when you're like good reminder hey horizon a reset so uh, grab some um, on your way out I think it's in the courtyard or check out the bookshop Um, it's been a great series my son Mitch my son Mitch did last weekend how do you do everybody huh Mitch do good I know I was here I didn't want to miss it Uh, we're on baby watch Uh, grandbaby watch, let me clarify that. (laughs) Um, and so, you know, the phone is on, actually went off at like 4.30 this morning, and I'm just like, oh, you know, I, I think it was even earlier, I don't know actually what time it was. It was dark, the phone goes off, and, uh, you know, we're just like pins and needles ready for this granddaughter, um, but it was FedEx. Some other delivery that's supposed to arrive tomorrow. Not the delivery that we're eagerly waiting for. Uh, So Mitch did uh, last weekend and my daughter, Annie, Annie spoke Wednesday night, did the women's ministry. So um, I don't know, I did something right. I mean, my kids are like just blessing us and uh, no greater joy. I don't know what I did right. Um, the naysayers can continue to naysay, but the fruit speaks for itself. They are walking with the Lord. Uh, They are standing up and being used. And uh, if you're new, uh, jump in. We'll have you sing. Lydia's brand new. Her husband's in the Marine Corps. And uh, she said, hey, I can sing. And uh, hoorah. So some of you feel like it's hard to get plugged in. Just get plugged in. Just get plugged in, volunteer to greet, hand out communion, clean up afterwards. People make a mess. <laughs> uh, clean up afterwards. Raymundo is our weekend janitor, and this is his last Sunday. He's moving to Texas with his beautiful wife and kids, and uh, we're going to miss him so much. You want to volunteer? You could help with that, because we got to somehow figure out how to Phil Raymundo's shoes, he's done an incredible job, and you ought to hug him on the way out, or at least thank him, he'll be around, probably cleaning the bathrooms, or the mess that we all make, Uh, but I'll tell you what, he'll have a bigger mansion than I will in heaven, I mean, this guy's just an incredible servant, and um, uh, so you could do that, Uh, we're all looking for a secret formula, here it is, you want to know what it is, a secret formula, Ever after and for eternity, God promises to us here in 2 Chronicles chapter 7. Grab your Bibles. Here's what I want to do. Just two passages really for you. We'll jump around a little bit, but 2 Chronicles and then 2 Corinthians. If you need a Bible, love to bring you one if you don't have one or if you want to just sign, like um, open up your app on your phone or whatever. And then in between that, I just kind of want to share a very visual, fun illustration that brings this particular letter in the reset series to light and then we're going to have this incredible meal of communion that is uh, set before us but here is the promised recipe the secret formula for what God is desiring to do we just sang it together uh, as the gals led us I'm telling you we had an all-boy band last weekend the katinas were great amen church wasn't it awesome having them with us but this all-girl band I'm telling you they ought to have CDs and merchandise in the courtyard they're selling. They're so good. I'm a sucker for strings. So anytime we have strings, uh, I'm just I'm just moved, I'm touched. But I, I love this promise, and I want you to see it today in context. you will have the verse on and everything, but you got to see this for yourself because I think very much so we can say, that this verse is for us living in the times in which we are living now it's an answer to the prayer that solomon has been praying he's been praying it throughout all of chapter six which we'll get to next weekend as we wrap this series up he's been praying and praying and praying and incidentally he's really in a groove right now solomon is he's like in his sweet spot now he's gonna fail he's gonna fumble he's gonna bumble and he's gonna get married way too many times like a thousand But right now, right here, God's listening and he's like just sort of like molding him and using him and he's realizing that this this temple, this house of prayer that he has been afforded the privilege of building not by the hand of David, his dad, but Solomon has been entrusted with the responsibility of this. And so he's just like all in right now in his life. All in he is. And uh, if you wanted some like, homework to be prepared for the grand finale next weekend, I would recommend to you chapter six, 2nd Chronicles chapter six. We'll look at that. But in response to that, God answers Solomon's prayers. God answers. And uh, look at verse 12. Just back up with me. 2nd Chronicles chapter seven, verse 12. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night, like he's been praying, 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 he's been praying And here the Lord shows up by night and says to him, I've heard your prayer. I have heard, the God of the universe, I have heard your prayer and I have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. And when I shut up heaven and there's no rain, incidentally, we haven't had rain in a long time. It's pretty relevant. When I shut up heaven and there's no rain or I command the locusts to devour the land, okay, right? You heard about this cicada thing at all anyone like it's just like in the Midwest it's like ravaging the Midwest right now. There's a golf tournament on right now from Ohio and the cicada locust in the trees of the golf course. I didn't mention this at nine because the golfers come at 11. so um, <laughs> the locusts, Danny, the locusts are so loud, you can hardly hear the golf announcers, which makes sense, because the golf announcers are always like talking really quietly like this, but in the background, is just like this, okay, so that applies, we haven't had rain in a long time, and now you've got this 17-year climax of bugs crawling out of the ground across the nation, especially in the heartland, and devouring the land. And when I send pestilence, wow, it couldn't be more relevant. God's word tucked into Second Chronicles could not apply more to our day coming out of this plague. When I send pestilence among my people, if my people in the midst of that, in the midst of that context and condition and situation and circumstance. If my people, secret formula, here's the recipe, who are called by my name will humble themselves. Come on, read it with me. And pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Amen, church, we need it. We need it. And here the Lord I mean, it starts with relationship, and he is promising a much-needed, out of this reset, out of this relationship, I love communion. I love communion because it goes so well with the sweatshirt. It, I, I, I feel like every time we celebrate communion, it's a reset, if you let it be, in your heart, in your mind, in, in, your, in your priorities. As a husband, as a wife, as a son, as a daughter, as a as 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 a church goer, listen. This sets this this resets us. This sets us on on the, the trajectory that, that that pleases the Lord, that answers the prayer, that 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 puts into play what He has promised for a much needed, much needed. No one can argue. Much needed healing. Amen. Much needed overhaul. Much needed reset. Much needed repair. How does it start? It starts with relationship. He ain't talking to everybody. He's talking to his bride. He's talking to his church. He's talking to his people. If my people, well, I don't know how to get in on that, Bob. If, if, if my people, listen, his sheep know his voice. And uh, the Bible makes it very easy, very clear. It's not meant to be complicated. If we call upon his name, those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. You're in. But in order to be in, you've got to humble yourself. There, there, there has to be this, this decision, this point, where you come to an end of yourself where you're like, I need this. I need this. That's, that's humility. That's to evaluate, the E and reset, to evaluate The very reality, the very fact that we need him. I remember when I was in an MBA program, I was in a finance class. In this finance class, this teacher kept saying this thing over and over again. I've never forgotten. He used to to just sort of like describe what we were being taught as truing up. We'd have to true it up. So that's just a fascinating concept, true it up. It means that the columns ultimately that are not balanced become balanced by truing it up. And truing it up for you and I is humbling ourselves, evaluating, and then surrendering, submitting to this much-needed healing and overhaul and reset and repair that is necessary in the heart and the life of every single one of us, for we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You see, I think Mitch had the heavy lifting last week, and he had the rough one. Because there's a lot of people in this town, in this county, in this community, a lot of people in this country that feel that they're too successful to submit. And my heart breaks for them. I I grieve for them. And the Lord planted this church, plopped right down where it is, to reach a crowd who finds themselves in this moment and it's very myopic in the moment to think that they're too successful to submit they're too sophisticated you know what the bible says the bible says every knee will bow every heart in life will surrender now if you wait that late you've waited too long And you will regret that. Hear my words, church. Hear my heart. For eternity, that will be regretted. They will forever wish they had surrendered. They will forever wish that their success hadn't gotten in their way. They will forever wish they'd believed. They will forever wish they came to church. There will be, in other words, a a reversal of the gates. Do you realize that? Because I can't get into Del Mar Country Club. I would love to. I love that course, but I go to the gate, they don't let me in. (laughs) There will be a reversal of the gates. And for all millennium, we will play that course. And they won't get in. Huh? There will be a reversal of that. I love the bridges. That's like an awesome, all-time, epic, world-famous course. I can go and smile at the gates. They don't let me in. These houses in Fairbanks, wonderful houses in Fairbanks. I love these houses in Fairbanks. I don't get to go into Fairbanks, they don't let me in. There will be for eternity a reversal of the gates. Do you realize this? You will live behind gates for eternity. The question is, which gates will you live behind? Jesus says the gates of hell will not prevail against us. And us, the believers, the family the ones who have responded to his love and grace and accepted what he has accomplished for us on the cross will forever rejoice behind the pearly gates. I think it was Einstein. Einstein said, there is one thing more dangerous than ignorance, and it's arrogance. That's humbling. I mean, it's just humbling to pray for your family members, your co-workers, your neighbors, your friends. This is real. I'm just trying to help. (laughs) Because eternity is a long time. Don't be so arrogant as as to not humble yourself. Don't be so arrogant as to not turn from your wicked ways. Don't be so arrogant as to not seek after him. Don't be so arrogant as to think you don't need this. You need this. You desperately need this. And this is the turning point of turning away from our sinful selves, of turning away from our sinful lives and clinging to a Savior who has given his life for you. He humbled himself He humbled himself. And like we think we're too good to humble ourselves, he's seeking after us. Seeking, 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 seeking. The Bible says he is looking across the earth to find a heart that is faithful and and willing and, and, and loyal unto him. College students, don't put this off. Don't feel like, well, now's not the time, man. I'm just going to like... No, this is the time. This is the time to be absolutely assured that you're not seeking after things that don't matter when it's all said and done. Kindling that's all going to burn. Do you know when the Swiss and the Germans were in the Midwest and realized firsthand just how cold... The winters are in the Midwest, and they're like in Iowa, and they're like, it's cold here. It's cold in Minnesota. And so they loaded up the wagons, and they continued to travel west. And I was sharing with the staff at our staff meeting this last Wednesday that they were told that they knew they would arrive when they saw the palm trees. Now, there's this little town north of Los Angeles, and we go through it every time we go up to Mammoth. And it's called Palmdale. Has anyone heard of Palmdale? Have you heard of Palmdale? When they got to Palmdale, they made the mistake of thinking that the Joshua trees, because there's no palm trees. There are no palm trees in Palmdale. This is the craziest name for this place. They mistakenly thought the Joshua trees, of which there are a plethora of Joshua trees in Palmdale, they thought that was the palm tree. Don't let that be you. Don't let that be you. Don't let it be you that at the end of your life, you sort of wake up to the reality that you've been mistakenly seeking after the wrong thing all along. And that is a deliberate turn And, uh, and I think that's actually the controversy of the passage. There's a, contro- there's a controversy? There's a controversy in this secret formula. Because before he listens, oh, I don't know what you're going to say right now, but my God is listening to me. Not according to this passage, he's not, my dear friend. Before he listens and before he responds, he is requiring some things prior of you and me. If, that's a condition, If my people called by my name, there's a catch. I knew it. I knew there's a catch. There's a catch. And we need to humble ourselves. And we need to surrender our lives in obedience to Him. And we need to turn. And He's making it clear it's not until we do turn that He listens. The transformation, we are all in agreement, is much needed in our time. Captives that are needing to be freed won't happen. Here's the deal. We're living in a world where people think they can add Jesus without subtracting sin. that leads me to our illustration very visual it comes from the series known as the chosen i don't know if you've watched it yet or downloaded it on your phone but you ought to this afternoon because in the midst of that series there is an episode that brings to life what a reset looks like it's the woman at the well and and this woman at the well is 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 now about to experience the classic turning point of actually being invited to let go of her old sinful life for everything that now has been afforded to her and is brand new in a relationship with Jesus Christ. You want to watch it? Come on, let's watch it together.
2: I've done. Oh, he must be the Christ!
1: <laughs> hey, wait!
0: <laughs> your water! You forgot your, um...
1: See you, you told me everything I ever did! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on, can you celebrate that with me? That is life-changing, right there. our formula visually being lived out in that example she meets him relationship and then she has some things to evaluate and a choice as to whether or not she will surrender turn from her wicked ways and as she does the joy on her face it's like the light goes on, and in every conceivable way, her hallelujah begins. Here's that Second Corinthians passage that I think beautifully, beautifully complements our Second Chronicles formula. In 2 Corinthians, it says, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God, in the face of Jesus Christ. That's new information for the formula in 2 Chronicles. In fact, you could go back to 2 Chronicles and now read it like this. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek Jesus, the face of God, and turn from their wicked ways. That's what she's doing. She is turning from everything that is broken towards something totally better. It is the execution of exchanging what was, what's been, for what's next. It's what David prayers. David prays in Psalm 139, the most beautiful prayer. David says, search me, search my heart, See if there's any wickedness in me. He's like, help me out of this mess and lead me in the way everlasting. Look what he says, try me and know my anxious thoughts, know my anxieties, see if there's any wicked way. The poison, the, the, the sin, the wickedness, just rid that out that for you and I today listen this table for us becomes a well this is our well this is our moment at the well it's our turning point you can't have communion without an execution but some things maybe right here right now maybe this building these acres this this 30-acre campus, maybe all of it was intended to bring you to this moment of a turning point where the meal becomes a well and you drink fully and finally of this, of this living water, a much-needed U-turn of getting your life off of a broad road that is headed for eternal destruction. to execute, right? It it means two things. There are things that need to be executed. That's what David is praying. That's what Paul means. Paul in Romans chapter 6 says, I reckon the old man dead. Look at that. Reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, execute, and alive to God in Christ. Execute. Execute the new plan. And the word reckon is an amazing word. I wish I could tell you that it only shows up in the old King James. But when they scrubbed the old King James and removed all the these and the and the therefores, they kept the word reckon. My grandpa used to use it. Grandpa, are we going fishing on Saturday? I reckon. I reckon. I reckon meant we'll see. Reckon doesn't mean we'll see. Reckon means drive a stake in it execute it turn from your wicked ways well bob you know i think wickedness is relative okay anything that's replaced him anything that's above him even good things for your righteousness is as filthy rags And here's the great news. Here's the deal. There are things he wants to do in you like there were things he wanted to do in that woman at the well. There are things he wants to execute. But in order to execute those things, he needs to execute those things. That's what Paul means in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. He says, I've been crucified with Christ. Execute. It's no longer I who live. Execute. And the life I live execute execute the new plan I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me church it's all over the place this formula shows up over and over again in Romans chapter 12 Paul says don't be conformed to this world don't be conformed to this planet don't be conformed to everything that's out there execute it and be what transformed new plan execute the new plan." It comes down to this. Are we satisfied in him? Because if you're not, you'll never turn. And I think with so much talk these days of identity politics, let this be your identity. Please. David struggled with the things that you struggle with. David struggled with the things that I struggle with, and he brought it to the Lord, and he laid it at his feet. And he allowed this to become his new identity, the well that he drank from. Let your identity be completely, 100%, wrapped around this. The name of Jesus. Let him be the center of it all. Once sinful, now sanctified. And I think my favorite line in the entire series of The Chosen is this classic line where it says, was doesn't matter. Was doesn't matter. How many husbands, how many wives, how many atrocities. Am is all that matters. Lord, I pray that that would in fact be the turn that many need even here, right now. May this table be a well and we would drink of the living water that you have afforded the price of and cost of your own self making available to us this tiny piece of bread and this small cup of juice symbolize and represent for all who believe the new life and transformation that is found in the Would you bless this family and this church in these days so that our light would shine bright for you and that even in this moment of obedience as we partake of communion, it would be a reset that would stick and establish for us the work that you have promised to complete and perfect in our lives to the glory of your name we pray. Amen.